Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. From us to yeah. you, sometimes they are exact opposite of what you want. Oh, sometimes? sometimes. <laughs> uh, no. Men are from Mars, women oh, are from Venus. So Was that? right about that. And, and you have to focused, sometimes... Focused, my dear. Focused. Oh, focused. Okay, if that's what <laughs> Intentional. you want Intentional. Intentional. Well, I am too, but my, yeah. my path is a little bit different. Yeah. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor. We've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. Hi, Wendy. I'm Hi. Todd Isburner. Hi, Toddy. Todd, Todd the Bod. <laughs> Todd, no, Todd, Todd the Bod. Todd. Remember when I used to call Please you don't. Todd the Bod? No, you never called me that. Yes, I did. You accidentally I slipped one time you I said have that. Proof. All right. <laughs> we digress. We digress already. This is your wow. biggest breakthrough yes, it episode is. number 78. <laughs> Is it, really? it you is. know that by heart? I do. Wow. I do. Okay. And yep. I want y'all to know that this podcast is part of the Spark Media Network and it can now be found on the Edify app. And super excited that um, a radio station out of Houston, Texas, KHCB, is uh, now streaming yeah. this podcast and my Visibly Fit podcast. That's right. super exciting. Right. And publishing some of the articles blogs and articles and bar- that we're yep, reading, which yep. is really a blessing. It is. Because it's a some. Gift. Every once in a while, you think you really have something to say, and you wouldn't mind others, you know, hearing about it, starting with yourself. That's kind of what we're going to do today. Because you wrote an article, is actually part yeah. of your book, but you yeah. added it and and created an article, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is good stuff. We should well, talk about. You no, know, here's the hard part about <laughs> writing good stuff uh-huh. that you think, um, you know, is easy to teach to others, and it is easy to teach to others. The hard part is living it out. And so, as we mm. go through today's program, we're going to talk about. Eight steps for a husband and a wife uh, to guarantee a happy marriage. That's a great topic. Yes. So, so, so we're gonna get we're gonna get practical, and this is based on uh, our experience. And so, we just want to pass along to you what we believe are, you know, eight pretty pretty important actions that you can take, daily disciplines, if you will. Yeah. That can. That's right. Guarantee. Guarantee or your money back or your money back. And you know what? Honestly, you may know some of these, but some of these may be incredible reminders. So uh, make sure you lean in and listen well, because this is a a great uh, subject and article that you wrote. I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm very proud of you, Todd the Bod. (laughs) I just don't because (laughs) if this thing stays out in front of me, uh, I'll have no choice but to have to do it or I'm going to feel really like a hypocrite. Uh, you know, if you really to boil all of this down for everything in life that you want to do right and you want to experience success in, I'm going to boil it down to, you can, you count the words, uh-huh. just be like Jesus. Oh, one, two, <laughs> four three, okay. four. I mean, I'm serious. And I don't, I don't mean to, honestly, I don't want to, 
I don't want to sound, you know, really lame on that, but the reality is the more we become like Christ Mm -hmm. through the power of his spirit in us, the easier it actually becomes to do these kinds of things that we're going to talk about. Yeah. And then you really are guaranteed a happy marriage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the, um, the, the real challenge in all of this, uh, for those of you who are married or those of you who are going to get married someday, or those of you who have been married and are now divorced and are sort of in that in that in-between place, all of this is going to apply. And I'm convinced that the more we live this out, the more we will honor God, bless our spouse, and actually be really happy in the process of doing it. So can I start? Yes, please. Go. Number one. Number one. All right, men, listen up, those husbands that are are tuned in here today. Um, You need to acknowledge, first and foremost, that your chief role as a husband is to protect and to provide. Yes. In other words, you're a leader. That doesn't mean you're going to be a domineering, you know, bully in your house and, Mm -hmm. you know, try to get things your way. What that really means is you're going to focus on what is the way that I can best serve my wife in helping her become spiritually mature. Yeah, I remember. Oh, by what, the way, you got to be spiritually mature yourself first. Well, there you <laughs> so. go. Right. You have to be there first. Yeah. So it starts with you and, and yeah. getting to know uh, God's word through and through so that you can lead your wife and 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 carry that role out. But I remember when you proposed to me um, at Eagle's Nest, yeah. and this is an area that's under a it's tree. In it's in the yeah. woods. It's a yeah. great, beautiful Call place. It Eagle's Nest because it's got Nest. a great view. And, yeah. yeah. And so you, it was so sweet because you not only had, um, obviously a beautiful ring, but obviously the words that you said, but you also gave me a rock Yeah. and you wrote on it <laughs> in a, with a Sharpie. And on one side it said provide. And on the other side, it said protect. Yeah. And I, yeah. and you, at first you gave me that rock and I'm like, okay, what is this? <laughs> right. And, um, the more you shared your, um, uh, sentiments and um, the details of what provide and protect meant. It just, just it made me weep. I just cried. It's beautiful. Yeah. You're going to get me choked up. Um, yeah. y- you know, I, every once in a while, uh, Wendy will go for that walk, uh, that rock. If I'm not, uh, and a walk too. I walk yeah. every day. <laughs> She'll grab that rock. Say, hey, remember this? Uh, Bang them over the head with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is the reality. So, so men and women, husbands Mm -hmm. and wives, honestly, if we will start with the most important thing in our lives, and that is to lay down the foundation by spending time with God. And uh, you don't always have to do it together. I know there's tremendous um, value in spending time alone with God, and we both do that. Mm -hmm. But we also really value starting our day together. When we're together, when we're around, we're not traveling, uh, we will have devotions together. We'll read our Bibles together, pray together. Um, And that is the starting point. Right. So I just want to encourage husbands, you're the protector and the provider. Therefore, be the spiritual leader. Mm, That's so good. What's number two? Number two, learn her love language. Todd, have you learned my love language? You know, is it based on that book, isn't it? I don't even have any clue anymore what those five love languages are. Well, I think it's like words of affirmation, uh, service, all that stuff. I know you can categorize it. And and I think that's good. I mean, that's I can't remember the author of the book, but it's Um, about the Matthew Kelly, maybe. Really? I don't know. I think so. About the what five love languages? No, I don't think it's Matthew Kelly. Oh, anyway. You don't know the book? I remember the book. Okay. I just can't remember right. the author. What's my love language? Uh, definitely uh, acts of service. That's right. Serve if I'm me. cleaning and cooking, <laughs> he's a happy man. <laughs> 
the, the reality <laughs> is, I, yeah. we all do have a love language. And when you figure out what your spouse's love language is. I think it's a dominant. We have a dominant love language. Yeah. I think we appreciate yeah. all of them. Like, the, I, I love gifs. Yes, you do. Yes, <laughs> but you that's do. not my dominant love language. No, no. Yeah. I'm, and what is I'm it? I'm going to share, and though, I'm kind of a little, I'm going to pull back a little bit because we can get very specific on this. And I hope... I hope that the husbands and wives will really figure it out. Like, okay, oh, that's right. My my wife's love language is, and then you fill in the blank, and then you make efforts towards that. Mm-hmm. And what is, wait, but before you go, what is yeah, mine? It's it's uh, it's words of affirmation. Oh, you you and yeah, all the you're other things too. Absolutely correct, but man, I wasn't <laughs> quite Wendy, sure. Wendy, you're awesome. You really are. <laughs> Uh, oh, so I had a friend before I got married um, who gave me some really rock solid advice that sort of puts an umbrella over all of this learn her love language thing. And it simply was this. He said, Todd, don't love your wife the way you think you ought to love your wife. Love your wife the way God wants to love her through you. And I went, oh, man. And every once in a while, I'll just get hit with that. Like I'll because God will just be conveying to me, no, I want to show Wendy my love in this particular thing. And I'll just mm-hmm. say, Lord, have at it, and thanks for showing me. Mm-hmm. But you know what the payoff is when we do that? What? We're really happy. Yes, yes. <laughs> it feels We're, good to serve the other spouse. It, it really does. And when you show up in a way as a, as a leader and a provider and a protector and, mm-hmm. and um, just loving me through even my moments, because we all have you know, quote unquote moments where we're not in our best uh, character um, and then vice versa, <laughs> I must say. I'm not saying a word. <laughs> but when we love each other through it and actually have grace and almost bring in humor so that it's hard to stay in that place, it's it's hard to um, not respond with love and kindness yeah. back to the other person. And then it just makes the, the relationship go more smoothly. And do we have the perfect marriage? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. No, good. no, we don't. Oh, but it's pretty goodness. darn close, in in my opinion, because of the way in which we show up. And no, mm. no, we're not perfect individuals, and it's not a perfect marriage. But you know what I'm saying? It's because we we keep putting biblical principles forward, and um and and attempt to sharpen our um character yeah. as far as being in Christ. And I know that can sound a little sappy, but what Wendy is saying is absolutely true. It is. It's about putting the Lord first. Yeah. Because when we do that, we cannot help but want to then comply with what the Lord has said we ought to do, should yeah. do, and must do. Yeah, we get convicted. And, and then that's hopefully good. Uh, that's good. Yeah. do oh, a little I, about face. I and- love and hate conviction. I really do. It's <laughs> like it stops me dead in my tracks. Oh, no, I don't want to be wrong on this one. All right, number three uh, in showing um, ways in which uh, you can love your spouse, uh, embrace your differences. Mm. Yeah, embrace your differences. And you know, a lot of times people get married because they see differences in the other person that for them become assets and they think, oh, she's really good at that or he's really strong in that area and I'm not. So therefore, right. yeah. So then we become like overly dependent, mm. expecting that the other person is we'll going fill to fill the gap. Yeah, exactly mm. right. That's and then sometimes those trouble. differences that, that drew you together in the, in the beginning aren't those 
it, it, I don't know. I don't want to generalize. I'm saying? trying to say sometimes they are um, they pull you apart later. Oh yeah, no, they can be. You want to have more horrible intrusions, and yeah, they can just shove a wedge in between if we don't work through those differences yeah. and learn to embrace, embrace them. them. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I love what John uh, Eldridge said in one of his books. He he said uh, she, meaning you, Wendy, <laughs> is not a puzzle to solve but a mystery to explore. Uh, Ooh, yes. Yeah, I do like that because so many times, us guys in particular, we like to we like to solve problems. Right. And if your wife is having a problem, what's the first thing you want to do? You want to solve I wanna it. I want to solve that problem for her. Instead of just learning to listen and you're not going to mm. get her figured out anyhow or what her problem is, <laughs> you might as well just... <laughs> what's your malfunction? You know, just, just, in, just enjoy the mystery and explore like yeah. what makes her tick and why, yeah. does, why would and she think ev- that And every way? day is a new day. You just never know. That's the excitement of it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I just want to go back to Genesis for a moment because yeah. God said that he was going to make a suitable helper for Adam. Mm. So in the original language, uh, a helper is one who fills up the gaps. Mm-hmm. I really like that because internally, Wendy and I each have gaps. And I find there are ways in which, you know, God is using Wendy to fill up certain things that help me grow deeper in Christ. So Yeah, and, and <laughs> filling in those acts of service. Maybe yeah. Adam really appreciated Eve you know, giving acts of service. Maybe she was, you know, <laughs> gathering the that. berries and yes. doing all the... Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that was his love language. Cooking up the mushrooms. All right. <laughs> all right, number four. Uh-huh. Let her be right. Wait a minute. Is that, did I write that? Really? Yes, you did. Yeah, let her be right. Uh, <laughs> even when you're pretty certain she's wrong. Now, this works both ways. Women... Yeah. Wives, you can do the same thing. Just, you know, I know he wants to be right all the time, and a lot of times he isn't right. But once in a while, just let him be right and see what happens. Well, can I just okay. put a little pin in that real oh, quick? Oh, boy, here we go. Because sometimes I am, because Uh-oh. it's kind of fun. Um, so sometimes Todd will be stewing about something. Stewing? Yeah, you know, there's just something that's... Contemplating. Contemplating. Mulling. Whatever word you want to use. Right. And And... His response is hilarious. It's almost like a childlike response. Come on. Yeah. And I just have to sit there and look at him and just (laughs) smile and lovingly, like, love him through it. And I don't even say a word because I know he finally realizes that, oh, I'm overreacting in this Mm. situation. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, on occasion, I think you're right. I think on every once in a while, (laughs) on a rare occasion, something like that might happen. You're absolutely right. Uh, I had a great example of uh, a husband who started letting his wife be right. Years ago, uh, his name was Stuart, and he was married for over 20 years, and he was just so frustrated with the constant Bickerson kind of marriage they had. They were always arguing, always disagreeing, could never see things the right way. And he knew he was right, and he couldn't get her to see it that way, and vice versa. So he decided one day when he was taking this up with God, he just had it. God said, let her be right. Well, uh, well, but, but, but she's but not. She, just let her be right. <laughs> so Stuart literally made a commitment that day. I'm going to let her be right. Not once in a while, like all the time. Even when I know she's dead wrong, I'm going to let her be right. Well, he started that. He was excruciating at first. I mean, he's just like biting his tongue till it bled. Uh, but he started to really just, in a very compliant, gentle, honoring way, he let her be right. He didn't engage and try to defend and do all that other stuff that we do and we want to be right. And it wasn't long when they would start to approach a disagreement that she noticed he would start to back away, not engage. And this went on for a number of months until finally 
she, she said, finally caught on. She well, I think she really liked it because oh. he he was proving that he was able to do that, just swallow his pride and do it. And the result was, oh my goodness, their marriage just absolutely blossomed. And what's really really ironic about all this, it wasn't too long. And when they would get into that place of not sure, you know, is this a disagreement? He'd say, well, honey, I don't know. What what do you think? And she would say, no, 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 dear, you tell me. What do you think? Oh, okay, let's do it that way. Nine times That's, out of ten, yeah. she would be very agreeable to what he wanted to do, and it wasn't a manipulative thing. He literally, no, it really, yeah, honestly, yeah, he was yeah. just literally <laughs> willing to give it up and just for the sake of having a happy marriage instead of always in conflict. No, I is think that speaking to anybody? I think that's super cool, but I also think too, Todd, that um, you know, women want men to be men, yeah. and yeah. Um, so so we're not saying men cower down and right. don't be oh, a man yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> because thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, yeah we we want men to rise up and and take uh, that role in the yeah. in the marriage so anyway i mean just the, 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 the reality is each of us have to swallow our pride mm. many many times when yeah. we just really want to and like to be right about things yeah that's okay you don't have to be right and you know what because you said I'm right. Pro- <laughs> all the time, dear. All the time. All the time. Yeah. How about yeah, number yeah. five? Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Yeah. Now that's one that you really stand true on. And it used to drive me nuts, yeah. I have to admit, because we may have been having a little um, you know, disagreement or something that I really wanted to hash out and, and get it handled before I went to bed before we went to bed because yeah. I wanted to be able to sleep yeah. <laughs> if I could yeah. be so selfish about it, but I wanted it to be solved. And Todd's like, Nope, we're not talking about tonight. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a really horrible rotten night's sleep. But he, it, it was wise because you're not thinking clear late at night. You're, you're a little more, you know, tired and, and just a little more edgy. And, well, been, and we have the power to actually make a decision to yeah. postpone it, yeah. to just schedule it, if you will. Everybody's used to doing that, right? So yeah. why not just schedule a continuation of the discussion or whatever the, the, yeah. the issue was to the next morning? So I wanted to be able to get rest uh, even in the midst of those moments where you're like, nope, sun's gone down. Well, <laughs> we'll talk is, about it tomorrow. That is something I taught myself years ago. Like when the sun goes down, it starts yeah. to get dark out. We're emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically drained. Biochemically too, your yeah. your body shifts and yeah. changes. It's, it's not it's the like, time to it's start like shutting down. You know, you don't want to start opening mail, then uh, no. paying bills, no. getting into all sorts of emotional issues and discussions. No, things are no, no. So my dad was a champion at that. He literally made that commitment. He didn't realize that he was doing it. He didn't know the Bible that well at that point in time. Ephesians 4.26, where the Apostle Paul says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Mm -hmm. And my dad would always take my mom's hand, and he would absolutely guarantee that they would not fall asleep if they were angry. Mm. And so they would just, you know, talk it out or sometimes postpone it. But what a great example that was for us. Yeah, no, that's up. super cool. I love that. Number six. Now it says, do what comes unnatural for you. So uh, again, this is this is aimed primarily at husbands, but I think some wives will relate to this. Yeah, as well. sure. Yeah. So when certain requests come up from from us to yeah. you, sometimes they are exact opposite of what you want. Oh, sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> uh, no. Men are from Mars, women oh, are from Venus. So Was that, right about that. We we do think differently, and yeah. that's okay. I mean, I think uh, kind of like all over the place, and you're very linear, and and you have to focused, sometimes my dear, focused. oh, focused. Okay, if that's what <laughs> intentional. you intentional, intentional. Well, I am too, but my yeah. my path is a little bit different. Yeah. 
I well, I, your path goes through malls, and <laughs> <laughs> you like to shop. Uh, no, it's things like this, guys. Right? I, I think you guys can relate to this. It is these differences. Uh, that the, the, there are things your wife does that just they don't come natural for you. I mean, honestly, I cannot stand shopping. I can't stand it. But Wendy actually enjoys it, and it, this is not as a criticism or a fault. This is just something Wendy likes to do. And I don't, I don't. do that very often. You really but don't. But no. Like if we're together and we happen to be in a mall, it's like, oh, yeah. okay, I guess <laughs> I'll go in there with you. <laughs> you know, you just got to kind of swallow it and just say, well, but if it makes her happy, why not do it for that reason then? Or watching chick flicks. No, oh my goodness. No, you rarely let that happen. That's true. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's what I almost cannot yeah. force myself to do. So I How do about, that on my own. But here's one of the things I wanted to say that's a little more practical too, is that okay. women tend to process things differently mm. than men. So yeah. I, I I like to talk it out. I like to talk, 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 <laughs> talk, and talk. <laughs> you share a lot of details. A, a lot of details. Mm. And you're like, just get to the point. Or like, <laughs> you know, what are you trying to say? Or are you... Are you even talking to me? Because sometimes I'm just processing out loud and I'm not even talking to Todd. Mm. And he's almost yeah. getting kind of irritated. Like, are you are talking, you talking to, me? to me? Cause it's not real clear what you're saying. And I'm like, nope, nope. Just talking. Oh, that is <laughs> so true. That that's is kind funny. of a funny thing, but um, yeah, so guys, it's unnatural. Guys and women, if yeah. we do the things for the other person, because we love them, even though they might be a little unnatural or uncomfortable for us, it just is going to guarantee a happy marriage, yes. right? Is yes, that what you're is. after? Yes, right. absolutely. Okay. And and I must say too that that happiness is a choice, mm. right? It really is. Title of another great book years ago. Awesome oh, book. Is yeah. it? I didn't mm. even know that. Well, there you right, go. So happiness, happiness is, is a choice. choice. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Number seven. Yeah, romance her like you did before you caught her. Wait, read that one again, I know, please. Seriously, well, because <laughs> I mean, we all know this, right? Men are hunters. Well, I guess they're some women who are pretty good hunters too. Yeah, we ran we into a gal that. over the weekend who's just like, she'll knock you off balance in terms of how she knows how to fish. Oh, are you talking about yeah. the, on the show we watched? Yeah. No, no, the show that, no, the person that we met this weekend who, who invented the fishing. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. All right, never mind. <laughs> wow. Now I just went and did a Oh, see, it's rubbing off on thing. you. Yeah, no, yeah. but romance her like you did before you caught her. I love that. Mm. And and I, I believe you do a great job at that. Really? Believe it or not, I do. I, I always mean, think I could do better. Well, I, I do too. I, you, I mean, you <laughs> could definitely get better, but yeah. you, you haven't lost that love and feeling kind no. of thing. You haven't lost that touch as far as, um, you know, like my birthday's coming up. It's this week, and yeah. you've got something yeah. special planned. You won't tell me what it is. No, I think I'm going to get you a birthday cake. Oh, okay, great. So, you know, you've got like some surprises and some things up your sleeve, which is fun. And I think that's just so important. And it doesn't have to be an everyday thing, but even little surprises like, um, I don't know. What are you gonna like we're going to go out to I've dinner or just oh. out of the blue. Like, hey, you know, I don't want yeah. you to have to cook tonight. Yeah. And I like that's a that's a special gift. Yeah. You know, even saying, hey, let's just go out to dinner. Well, you know that cliche, and I don't like it, but I guess there's truth to it. And that is familiarity can breed contempt. Mm, contempt. So sometimes we get so used to our spouse in our marriage. It's like we know everything about them. We know their, we know their, their good stuff, the not so good stuff. And, and the result is we become just so familiar that we make a decision to take things for granted. There you go. And when you first were pursuing each other, I mean, it was all about showing romance and love and kindness and all these things. So why, why do we stop doing that when, when the honeymoon is over? Why, well, why does that stop? And I, I think it's 
a lot of times just because of this familiarity. Yeah, thing. no, you're you absolutely get, right. You get lazy. Yeah, you're right. And um, But I do also think that you can continually discover things about one another, mm. but you have to be intentional and yeah. you have to um, make the space for that because yeah. life is busy. And if we don't have that intentional time to discover one another in a new atmosphere and, and new um, uh, adventure or a new place where we're going to dine or whatever, then, then we're kind of missing the boat on, on understanding one another as human beings, because there's always so much more to discover. We are yeah. made in the image of God and God, he, he cannot be fully explored. So think mm -hmm. about that for just a minute. We can't be fully explored. Yeah. Um, you know, we can continue that's to try it. and seek that out in one another. Yeah, that's good. That, that's oh, is that one. good? Yeah, you that like really that, is. Huh? I'm, I'm pondering that. Oh. I think I'm going to go back and rewrite that section of the blog. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number, number eight. eight. So, again, we're talking about the the eight different disciplines or actions or intentions that you can do to, to guarantee a happy marriage. A happy marriage. Yes. So, number eight is don't go it alone. Don't try this all by your lonesome. If like if you're really struggling trying to bring life back into your marriage, or you're trying to get your it's a good marriage, but you really want to get it to another level, um, then don't go it alone. Get some help. Uh, I have been in men's groups that absolutely 100% guaranteed that I was going to grow bigger, deeper, and better because I've got men keeping me accountable. Same thing for women. Yeah, absolutely. Because if if you are surrounding yourself with people that are always saying, oh, I just want you to be happy, whatever you want. No, mm, those are not yeah, the right yeah, accountability yeah, yeah. people. No. no, you need people that are speaking godly truth mm. into your life. And yeah. it may be tough to swallow sometimes, but those are the real friends and those are the real accountability partners that, that you deserve to have in your life yeah. to uh, help make a, a marriage even stronger and, and individuals even stronger within yeah. that marriage. Yeah. So. And if you don't have, you know, well, I'm not part of a men's group or I don't know how to get in one or anything, just make a little effort. Just check it out. I promise, whether it's online or in person, there are tons of groups that will help you become a better man and a better husband. And the and same resources. thing for women. And, yeah. and just resources. And books and everything. But I think there's yeah. something about having other yeah. men keep you accountable. And if you don't have that right now, think through your network of friendships or acquaintances. Think of a guy that has got what you believe to be a pretty good marriage. And start getting together with him. Yeah. And start learning from him and, and let him be your model. Yeah. Like I've had several of those in my life and I go, man, I mean, he really shows love in the way that I've got to learn how to love. Yeah. And same with women, um, whether that's about your marriage or how to be a better mom or just how to be a better godly woman. Mm. Um, all of that is, is so important because I have incredible friends that uh, I bounce things off of and, mm. and we just do life with. And I can't imagine these women, these sisters, not in my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. So much value in that. All right, the eight steps for a husband and wife to guarantee a happy mar uh, marriage. One, acknowledge that your chief role as a husband is to protect and provide. Two, learn her love language. Three, embrace your differences. Number four, don't forget this one, everybody. Let her be right. <laughs> it's a little painful at first, but hey, I'm telling you, a big, big payoff. Uh, number five, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Mm -hmm. And number six, do what comes unnatural for you. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Still working on that one. <laughs> and, <laughs> number, don't make me listen to every single detail, please. <laughs> and then, and then, and then this happened. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number seven, <laughs> romance her like you did before you caught her. Yeah. 
That is, that's a real biggie. It is. And number eight, don't go at it alone. Mm. So hopefully that helped to recap uh, what we were sharing today, but this is an important episode. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably going to listen to it over and over again. (laughs) And Uh, we know this is called your biggest breakthrough, but hopefully you've, you've got some breakthrough components as you've been listening to these eight steps. Seriously. Hopefully you will Mm -hmm. get very very intentional with one or all of these eight steps. So, you know what? I need to step Mm -hmm. it up in this area, like number, number three or whatever it is. Would you, would you make that commitment? Would you be very intentional about it? Because here's what's going to happen as a result. Number one, First and foremost, if you're a Christian, you're a follower of Jesus, you know that you really, truly want to be considered authentic in your relationship with him. You do this for another person, and guaranteed you'll become more like Christ. You will honor him in the process, and you will honor your spouse in the process as well. And I do believe, too, that as you um, are are honing into having a happier, healthier marriage, it really does create a, a, a ripple effect with yeah. others. Uh, and you can become a mm. model for someone else's life and just the how we can help raise the bar in our communities when we show up and um, are, are more engaged with one another and really take these steps seriously. So can I say one more thing to the husband? I guess I I know you guys know (laughs) this and you're tired of hearing it because every time you, you know, there's a message on marriage and husbands and whatnot, you always hear the same verse in Ephesians husbands, husbands, hello, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. And if you really truly make it your intention to give yourself for your spouse, I promise you, you will be guaranteed a very happy marriage, a very fulfilled life, and a life that shows love and honor to the Lord. And there's more to that verse for the ladies. So keep reading. Yeah, keep going. (laughs) Thank you, lady. Yeah, all right. Well, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this episode with others. And uh, we hope this was a blessing for you today. So take care, and we'll catch you next time. So glad you could join us today. And you'll find a new episode every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you've been encouraged by listening or viewing, would you just take a moment and give us a five-star rating and a quick review? That'd be so awesome. Yeah, and also please share this with your friends and loved ones. If you have comments or questions, or if you're looking for an advertising opportunity, please get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com. Or if you'd like to optimize your health and wellness, you can work directly with Wendy. Go to wendypet.com. Or if you're a guy and you're interested in mentoring and coaching, go to toddisburner.com. We look forward to having you join us on our next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough.